Welcome to the K-Pop Cast. On this episode, we hereby declare BTS as canceled. Canceled. Hashtag BTS is over party. BTS is canceled for not liking mint chocolate ice cream. I mean, how could they? What? Vanilla ice cream just were like just unforgivable. Like you know, they they there was a line and it was crossed. And from here, it's four. BTS is canceled. I'm burning all my albums. <laughs> all, all, of, all of the physical albums I have purchased. Okay. <laughs> my imaginary. Okay, anyways. <laughs> it, it hurts me to even play in this joke. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, obviously. I know, I can't I can't keep it up. Forgive me, BTS. I can't. I can't do this. Forgive me, Namtoon. Uh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> for this episode of the Kia Podcast. We're, we're, we're joking here. Um, no one is canceled. Or is someone canceled? I don't know. We're, we're here to figure that out. What is cancel culture? <laughs> what is call-out culture in K-pop? We've got an awesome crew of hosts to join us in this discussion. So I am your host, DJ Peter Lowe, and I welcome on Virginia Dwan. Thank you, Mandarin Mama, for joining us for yet another episode. Hello. And joining Virginia is... Stephanie. Hello, hello. I've got my cancel guns ready. <laughs> and <laughs> pew, pew. let's not forget Gee Dragon himself. <laughs> it's Armor. What's going on, Armor? Not much. Thanks for having me on, even though I have no credentials whatsoever to be talking about this. <laughs> yeah, let, let me just say this was um, a difficult topic to broach we actually talked to a lot of different people in in the in the scene we spoke to a lot of contemporaries in k-pop and we, we even went to some people who published articles on this topic and they said you know what i'm getting death threats on this right now so <laughs> i'm a little afraid to talk about it but glad you guys are oh having that discussion <sighs> so oh, wait that's awful. i'm gonna get death threats because of this Oh, sorry. We, yeah, you're locked in. <laughs> you're locked in now. You, you signed that for the in the terms and conditions late. waiver that you didn't read when you <laughs> agreed to be on the show. Well, you know, everything's fine. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, in many ways, here at the K-pop cast, we're here to talk about these topics that others can't because. I don't know. I don't have a career writing on K-pop, so, so um, mm-hmm. we're, we're here to cover that on all of their behalf. And why are we talking about this now? Well, you may have heard this Harper's letter where it was posited that we've gone too far. And it was signed by a number of different people. And there's been very polarizing reactions to it. And during this at least domestic national conversation on cancel call-out culture. This is no stranger to K-pop idol fandom culture. So what better time to talk about and begin critically examining what this means for us as K-pop fans and as critical thinking, responsible doing K-pop fans. How should we think about this? Speak for yourself. What should we do on this to be great online citizens netizens of this uh, topic that we love okay so there's been a long history of Korean idols who have been cancelled yep I I think in my formative years of K-pop I remember being just stunned floored by what happened to Jay Park yeah Mm. I forget I forget what year that was it was the mid 
2000s when um, it was discovered that Jay Park, who was part of 2PM at the time under JYP label, it was discovered that on MySpace, when he was a kid, (laughs) he wrote a comment about how he was not having a good time in Korea, something like, uh, Korea is gay. Yes. Uh, You know, as as teenage boys. Yeah, kind of gay. Right. As... Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> With the dot, Don't get dot, canceled before okay. the episode oh, is over. I, I just paraphrased it. Not, not, not my sentiment. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jay Park wrote something like that on MySpace, which you know, from from my perspective as a, an American young person at the time, I, I thought, well, people people talk like that all the time. It's not nice. It's not respectful. But did he deserve? to be basically chased out of the country for saying that years ago when he was a kid? Did he deserve to be kicked out of his group? Um, He received threats. People protested him. Um, His label immediately cut ties with him. uh, And he he flew back to the States. I mean, we all know now that he's he's made a triumphant return and... uh, is having a successful music career, but that really what 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 happened there really stuck with me as like whoa you like uh, you need to be careful and cognizant about what you write online. It could really come back to bite you and ruin you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Are there other nice. other examples y'all remember of folks being canceled in K-pop? I did read about like Tableau. Um, oh yeah. my god! And actually. It's it's funny because that story is what sucked me into Epic High. Uh-huh. Oh, and, really? and what story yeah, are you referring to for our listeners? So Tableau actually graduated from Stanford a few years after after I graduated from college because <laughs> I'm mm. old. But uh, he graduated from Stanford in three and a half years with a both a BA and a master's in English, yes. and that's that's a that's short impressive. amount of time. And he also published at least one, maybe one or two books. Um, mm-hmm. And so when the Korean media, they, they had like propped him up as this like paragon of like, I mean, it's pretty impressive, right? Yeah. Um, but then someone made up, someone said that it was a lie. And then there was this like very huge online. An anonymous, I, I forget the name of the, of the account, but it was an anonymous person online who created like an anti-fan site where mm-hmm. they published these these conspiracy theories about how Tablo was hiding it all and making it all up. He was all a fake. And, yeah. Um, people and it was to just, avoid like yeah. military service also. No, yeah, the Tablo story is was super impactful for me too. I was at Stanford at the time <gasps> <laughs> that oh. scandal came out. Not while he was there, but I he actually came back to campus uh-huh. in person to yeah. film a documentary where he went around to all of his old classrooms, his old professors being like, hey, you remember me, right? And they're like, yeah. Just, he made a whole film to prove that he was telling the truth and people still didn't believe him. Mm-hmm. I, I ran into him in the bookstore while he was filming <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? He seemed troubled and concerned for good reason. Right. Nope. I touched his hand. Ah, we've also seen more current uh (laughs) examples of of cancellation of idols i i can think of just name almost any (laughs) way many too way too many idols who have appropriated uh (laughs) yeah uh, different ethnic backgrounds 
And Suli got in trouble for not wearing a bra. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she was the one canceled. I mean, when 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 you meant when you mentioned them though, or or, or particularly the the cultural appropriation examples, what does what do you mean by cancel? in those contexts because with the, oh. with the Jay Park and the Tableau examples they both lost their jobs lost their contracts were driven out of the country with their family death threats all mm-hmm. of that I'm not sure yeah you're absolutely right those material consequences came to bear on K-pop idols who had cornrows yep someone right. correct me if there's I- you are correct. I don't think I've seen it, <laughs> to your point. Like, I, I can think of even really modern, mm. current examples with 80s. Well, even like, even like blackface. Yeah. It's not like <sighs> people were, like, fired for that. Yeah, they just kept on going their merry way, right? Right. Um, so, so cancel is possibly, uh, it means a lot of things to different people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's subjective. Yeah, I wanted, uh, to, I wanted to ask about that. So, <clears throat> if you get called out by somebody on Twitter... Does that count as being canceled or do you have to actually, you know, lose your job or have some kind of consequences? Um, mm, yeah. Okay. You have to be trending. I, okay, I think uh, as the original authors of the uh, Harper's <laughs> letter articulated it, that it becomes mob justice, that it becomes mm. uh, an overwhelming, insurmountable tide of people blowing back at the uh, offender in question. Yes. I believe they were concerned about the fact that good, fine Uh-oh. people were losing <laughs> book deals. Heads of organizations Uh-oh. were being really rich dethroned. That sounds, that sounds great to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's those, in the eye of the beholder. Those Get poor white here. people. Those poor, rich, white people. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Okay, but I think I mean I I say that, but I mean I think there is a grain of truth to the kind of mob justice way of of looking at it, even though I totally disagree with that letter on I, I pretty think, much every to be level. Clear, I think everyone on this call mm-hmm. disagrees with the letter, but <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you you can't yeah. um, you ca- you can't throw the word cancel cancel culture call out around without adding who is doing it to whom mm. like why and 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 really the power relationship between the two actors yes. that is crucial yep. cancel means nothing without otherwise yes yeah mm-hmm. i i wonder there are indeed times where we needed to call out errors and mistakes mm. like i can't say with searching all the time if these mm-hmm. were mistakes yeah but, willful yeah, because we could stay on stay on the cultural appropriation so on, example i think that deserves yeah, attention yeah, so staying on cultural appropriation mm. I, I i without knowing with a hundred degree percent uncertainty i'm willing to bet that most of the time for korean idols it's Ignorance. <laughs> it's not knowing better. Virginia is skeptical. <laughs> Go ahead, Virginia. Okay. So, on the one hand, we cannot expect a different country to like know all the nuances of like stuff from America, right? Like, I feel like that's a fair thing to say. However, it is not like this just started happening in 2020. <laughs> Right? This mm-hmm. has been happening for a really mm-hmm. long time. So it's like, 
I really have a hard time buying that because especially since there's a huge contingent of black K-pop fans, like hey. huge. I, I want to say like the ma- a vast majority, like I'm just making up numbers here, but like I want to say like a good portion are black fans. All right. And so, and so if this happened in like 2000. And even, and, and like, e- even if we're not the majority, we are on the top of um, like K-pop fan culture in terms of making content in tribute and in mm-hmm. fan reactions to K- like mm-hmm. black people's reactions top all the YouTube charts. Yes. People want to see us yes. cover the dances. People want to see mm-hmm. us cover the songs. Yes. Like we are a huge presence that K- the K-pop industry knows about and they mm-hmm. love our attention and our mm-hmm. money and our engagement. Because it's validation. Right? It's validation, yes. It's validation because it's the, everyone knows mm-hmm. that it's not cool until black people say it's cool. <laughs> right? But then, like, no one wants to, like, deal with, like, everyone, you know what I mean? Like, no one yeah. wants to, like, do the due diligence. Take responsibility for, right? right? Like, no one, no, we want, like, we want to steal your culture. We want to, st- we want to, like, be cool with you, but Ooh. we don't want to be, like, with you. We don't want to, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, we don't want to stand with you. We don't want to be like, oh, our yes. bad. Right? Like, so. Yeah. They want the I, win-win, have their cake and eat it too, and that describes many K-pop fans as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They want to just be surrounded by, by praise and validation no matter what they do, no matter whose culture they're appropriating and offending. Um, it's It's very juvenile. is this where i go in with the but nam june example well look bts themselves like they totally screwed it up in their earlier years and then they were called out but they learn right yeah but they learn they learn look i am the first one to say that war of hormone is like when you like check your (laughs) feminines at the door and you're like that's cool like that's fine okay um i I wouldn't i won't let my i wouldn't let my daughter watch some of their like boy and love videos because I'm like this is toxic right like I don't want my kid to watch this because she's gonna think it's mm. cool for some boy who likes you to like slam you into a locker and I'm like that, Ooh, that that's, part yeah like that's not okay like everyone's like oh but Jin apologized in the behind the scenes I was like yeah but that's not the narrative right <laughs> like right like and so mm-hmm. but you know people learn and you know what fine Nam June checks like with a Korean feminist professor to make sure the lyrics and then they come up with like 21st century girl and I'm like this is not feminism like this is I'm sorry this is laughable I mean <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good song they're trying this, this is like a very sweet of little boys trying but it's not feminist yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but like the point is that mm-hmm. they try right they're like trying to learn sure. and adapt I think the thing you were saying Virginia about they want to be cool mm-hmm. with you but not cool with you is really apt actually i the example that comes to my mind is the songwriter the black female songwriter on contract with sm who did tiffany red thank you who didn't get paid for her work and after trying other tactics of getting sm to pay her she eventually took to social Mm -hmm. media as kind of like a last resort to try to get some of that money Mm -hmm. i mean dare i say justice (laughs) But just at mm-hmm. least get paid for the work that she's doing. And uh, I think that particular example illuminates a lot of different things. I'll mention a couple of them that come to my mind, which like one is yeah. 
who are who's getting called out most of the time, right? Because a lot of times the culture cultural appropriation or whatever other faux pas that happens um, is not actually the idol's decision, right? Mm-hmm. Or the decision of the most public facing, you know, mm-hmm. um, representative like the, of that company. Stylist, it's usually a decision the of designer, like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And or even like further up the chain, you know, it's usually yeah. signed off on by the producer or even like the, you know, um, owner of the company or owners of of the brand. Yeah. And so uh, it's really hard to call those people out because they're not public. Um, and if you try to call out the company in general, it's very difficult to make any traction on that. As uh, Tiffany Red found out, I don't know if there's any resolution to her situation of getting paid. And so I think. The second thing and the last thing I'll mention that it illuminates for me is even when or especially when the people with the most power are targeted by cancel culture and even when it's used in what I would say probably the most you know effective way um, as a last resort by someone who where there really is an extreme power imbalance it's still not able to you know get the results that actually matter yeah um and that's where i think it kind of falls short in like even even in its like maybe most useful conception it's like really ineffective what what are the results that actually matter well change right like policy change Mm -hmm. change evolution on behalf of an, an individual to do something differently to admit fault and mm-hmm. through admitting fault figuring out what they can do to to enable or create effective uh, action to correct and um, I mean like what I think what you're what you're also hitting on Amar is like call out cancel culture is can be a, a medium a, a, a method that wasn't available in generations past to be I a mean, voice and a tool for the marginalized. Collective action has been for what thousands of years used by the the powerless to to like take it to the powerful. <laughs> like, oh, my internet connection is unstable. The powerful can hear me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I think. Um, I think this is a a branch or a flavor of that, of of people knowing how it feels to be more powerful in the collective. But in order to bring about the the true big picture transformative societal change, (laughs) you're gonna Mm -hmm. need you're gonna need more than a bunch of angry people speaking up on on social media. On social, Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's gonna have to hit. It's gonna have to hit the the industry, the owners, where it hurts on the inside. Yeah, and even yeah. like K-pop companies, they're like, why they have? I'm sure they have like consultants of all sorts. Why wouldn't they have? What are you talking about? That's like, expensive. <laughs> uh, that's a cost center. <laughs> it's a cost center. But sure, but like, at least then, at least train your stylists. Again, that's a right? cost center. Like. What, what doing the right that, thing that is, is, that is, is a cost is, center. Is doing the right thing is costlier and harder to do. Of course, of course, but like you can't, you cannot, you can't enter the global market and be a jerk about it, right? Like you can't, like, <laughs> except, except, except you can. You can. Yeah. You're right. doing it. You, you can. can. You know, You're doing it successfully. But like, I mean, what media companies are they competing against, and what is the standard that they're setting? I mean, if you look at the. 
Uh, the American labels. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I, I'm all for bringing about change, right? Um, and I'm reminded of a talk our former president Obama gave, who oh. talks about woke <laughs> activism. And he says, like, it's great that you're socially conscious and aware. And given a tweet using a hashtag and then calling it a day. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not activism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not even activism. Like slacktivism. 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 I feel called out in this post. I don't oh. know. <laughs> the, the point being the point being canceling someone just via social media isn't enough. Like you, you gotta like if, if we're to be responsible yes. fans of this content of K pop, what more should we be doing? And I think as you as you're getting at mm-hmm. Stephanie, like, I mean, where it hurts in the money, like, like, yeah, demonstrate that it, it's no longer viable. That there are uh, impacts from this that that go beyond just a hashtag, for example. Yes, 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 yes. Um, what I'll add to that is if if all of us individually, like if we think about this on an interpersonal level or actually changing someone's mind or having them feel remorse and grow from an experience, all of us can probably think to a time when someone, someone took us aside privately and like t- someone we respect and trust told us the hard truth that we, we did something, we messed up and I don't know if, if I don't know about y'all, but that that was more that was more effective for me interpersonally. Um, having trust, a foundation with trust of somebody, somebody I respect, um, mm-hmm. letting me know, and be and being ready, being in the mindset to receive that and and change and grow a, as an individual through that. So I think ideally, if there's no power imbalance involved, if we're talking about interpersonal, then getting an online mob to trash talk the person over there in your classroom. So just just to finish my earlier point, I was drawing a distinction between how to approach someone you would like to grow and change Mm -hmm. on an interpersonal peer-to-peer level. It's going to take relationship, trust, and accountability built on trust. You can't hold someone accountable if they don't agree to be held accountable by Mm -hmm. you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's in the peer-to-peer interpersonal case. Like you wouldn't bring, you wouldn't ambush somebody with ten other people in a meeting if, if the power between you is equal. If there's a power imbalance, if you're thinking about a, a CEO or someone who has power over you and other workers, for example, then. Anything you do to speak up or criticize them, they will say, you're trying to cancel me. You're using Mm. mob justice. My feelings are hurt and this is not right. You should just come to me by yourself. That's how I like to be approached. But the power imbalance makes that impossible and makes them win every time. Mm -hmm. They're talking to you as if this is an individual and feelings and emotion issue. Like, oh, I feel so sad that she... (laughs) But... The power imbalance makes all the difference there. Yeah. So I want to just draw the distinction between the two um, situations. That is so key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to add to that, that um, accountability is, especially in this 
state that we're in post George Floyd and we actually have abolition being talked about again and on the table and things like restorative justice. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about accountability in that sense, then you're, what you're talking about is growth. What you're talking about is admitting a fault and then learning and growing. And that doesn't happen on social media, right? If you're talking about um, getting revenge or getting some kind of like non-restorative justice, you can, you can get a semblance of that through the, that this kind of mob justice if if and only if it's like the marginalized trying to call out the powerful but even then it's not true accountability it's not about the healing of like the survivors or the abused mm -hmm. it's just about like like mm, mitigating the power of the abuser yeah, yeah. so i so I, I think that's important to draw totally yeah. uh, i actually want to bring up a relevant example in k-pop let's bring it back to k-pop fam so Amber Liu, uh, she was on a YouTube mm. channel. Amber's canceled? She was canceled a couple times, actually. She was. She was canceled. <laughs> yeah. What? Um, yes. I hey. think the first time, perhaps rightfully so. She was on, on this YouTube channel where they were they're talking about hot news items. And there's an example of, of a guy getting into an altercation with a police officer and Amber, just a black guy. Amber says, well, he should have just paid attention to... <laughs> <laughs> oh and no! Then, and then, and then, like even the people on that episode were like, "Whoa, hang on, Amber!" Like, <laughs> like you you don't know. Amber's canceled. And then <laughs> and she's like, "No," and she was like, really, you know, convinced of her position. So after that published, like everyone's like, "What the hell, Amber?" Like this doesn't make any sense. Get it together. Like this is where you're wrong. Like this is why it's not right. And Amber's like, "Oh crap, you guys." <laughs> I screwed up. You're right. Like, I, I've got something to learn here. I didn't mean this. I think where she started, honestly, in her apology was like, I kind of, I'm sorry that you guys felt that way, which is not an apology. <laughs> but then, like, no! I think the latter half of it was like, okay, yeah, clearly I have work to do. Like, I, I needed to do better. And then at a later incident, she's out, like, she's, she's marching <sighs> with Black Lives Matter. She's out there. Like, she's like, you know, I, I'm really? doing this. Okay. And she also demands in the George Floyd sentencing that it needs to be, like, first-degree murder. And people are like, oh, that's too far. It's not realistic to get passed through uh, our justice system. And she's like, you know what, guys? Like, I, I'm, I'm trying to do my best here. And, like, this is me, like, work with me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn from the, this past wrong. And I'm trying to make positive actions. But people are counseling her for what I guess assuming is performative action and they did other really screwy mm. stuff like she's pregnant <laughs> and she's like what the <laughs> what does this have to do with anything <laughs> <laughs> that's a new one that's but a new it, kind but of but it was like a way of just like she was trending in the news uh, on Twitter like internationally on Twitter for marching wow. with Black Lives Matter for oh I didn't even see this yeah it, it was kind of oh. silly I missed it. But the, I like when okay. I think of myself of like, quote unquote, like K-pop cancel culture going too far. The first instance was very warranted. And it was done from a position of this is what you need to do. And then the, the accountable party being like, yeah. And then the other instance is just like, what, what are you even asking for? Because mm. it's so tough, right? Because. I would say that 10 years, even five years, 
three years ago, I would have said, hey, if you don't want to get in trouble with the police, then don't make trouble. Because that's mm. what we're taught as good Asian kids. Yeah. Don't make yeah. trouble. But, you know, like, that's what we're taught. Don't yeah. make trouble. It's like respectability politics. And it's ingrained, yes. right? Like, that's yes. how, mm-hmm. and that's how people survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how you survive as traumatized people. Um, and so I get that. And it's really, really tough to like learn in public. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like I'm 42 and I, oh no, I'm not 42 yet. I'm going to be <laughs> in like a month. But like, it's really tough when you're backed in a corner and people tell you you're, you're wrong and you're like, I don't feel wrong. And then you're like, well, and, and then just imagine you're like a celebrity. Like, so like it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's right or whatever, but like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's emotionally frustrating, triggering, hurts. Yeah. And shame. Shame is shame, huge, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. shame. And that's what canceling is, right? It's mm-hmm. using yeah. public to wield shame. shame on somebody. Yeah. Right. And shame is very powerful. And it, yes. and, and I think in one of the, articles that somebody sent was like panopticism from like Mm. michael foucault and like about how like just the idea is like oh if you're a prisoner in a cell and you see a spotlight on you and then like and the spotlight represents the warden and so you alter your behavior because you know you're being watched even though you can't see whether you're actually being watched but because you Mm -hmm. think you're being watched you change your behavior to like fit the what is appropriate and how social media is like that spotlight uh, and that we have to like change our behavior. And so like that, that threat of shame is that spotlight, right? And you're just really scared. And then, so instead you have like, you have things like, Oh, if you don't say the N word, then you're not racist. If you don't say this, then you're not racist when really it's not about words, but it's about like why you want to use the words or like, or like, it's both like a personal and a, and a systemic thing. Right. And it's hard for us to like parse it out because we've only been taught certain things. Unless if someone's actively deprogramming you, mm-hmm. you yeah. won't, you won't know. And, and then to like be deprogrammed in public is really yeah. hard. And like, you know, and it took me decades to get to the point where I got, and I'm still not like, woke enough for some people or whatever yeah. right like i only recently understood what abolish the police means right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know so and if or like learning certain things and cancel culture is useful when it's like addressing imbalances of power mm-hmm. yeah in terms of like a big entity saying like hey you know you have a lot of power and there's no way like i'm gonna get a seat at the table with the ceo and no, there's no way like to your point stephanie like it's not it's not the same, right? Like, I can't go to the CEO of, like, SM and say, yeah. hey, you screwed up here, right? Like, that's just not going to happen. So the only power we really have as fans is to say, like, to, like, have a social media, like, call out or whatever. But in terms of, like, actual people, call culture doesn't change people, right? It, it, it mm-hmm. shames you and it either makes you, like, dig in. Because what happens when you're, like, shamed? You either entrench yourself in your original, you double down. Mm-hmm. The double down. Or. <laughs> the fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> or like you like, you hide or you like. Retreat. You retreat. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you mm-hmm. fight or flight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And then you don't actually change, right? Because then what you take out of this is, oh, I can't use this word. Right. I can't say right. these things. When because really, it's not you. It's yeah. not even you. It's your brand. Like social media is not like we're not engaging with each other, mm-hmm. you know, in a real way. It's mm-hmm. just the, yeah. the brand is being engaged. Well, yeah. yes. And I, I want to in in the I, I will push back a little bit on the second Amber example, mm-hmm. just because um her her comment that uh you know i'm go easy on me guys oh yeah 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 yeah. that smacks to me of that same win-win wanting mm-hmm. to have your cake and eat it too wanting to make mistakes and have a vulnerable image and be praised for it. like wanting wanting I, I could to be misquoting wanting with to that, like by the way so i, I might begin that oh, yeah. okay all right <laughs> i mean just I, I you know i would bet money that some that some of those emotions and motivations are at at play there mm-hmm. that um that in the process of being deprogrammed as you said virginia it does hurt and you kind of just want it to stop you you want to reach a point where you're so woke that people won't touch you anymore that people <laughs> won't criticize you that you won't have to deal with especially black people's anger and pain in your right. face right. you want to just be above it as as an individual and that's not that's not how it works, and no. you can't expect that. And if black people want, if black people are feeling angry and frustrated, and show that to you, I, I, the most most woke thing you can do is be like, "Thank you for showing me that. Thank you for the mm-hmm. gift of trying to push me and challenge me. Thank you for." And, and I can't imagine the pain you're going through right now that no. makes you say this stuff. I know that that's really hard in the moment if you're feeling like attacked and ashamed and defensive and all of that. But like, there is a power imbalance between an, an Asian American celebrity and the black folks, mm-hmm. regular black folks that are dealing with all of this. Yeah. Um, so she, she could be better. Yes. Always. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, thank you for that gift, Stephanie. <laughs> like, like, no, seriously, like that, that that's yeah. something that we can, yes. like even us as fans, that's something that we mm-hmm. can think about. Like if, if we're ever yeah. called out, that's how we should like. That's the question we should ask ourselves. That's yeah. the and, and like if if I if I get called out, am and, and I feel hurt and embarrassed and whatever, am I feeling this because I secretly expected praise mm-hmm. for typing Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. That's not cool. <laughs> am I am I feeling just like emotions based on my personal pride or feeling ashamed in the moment? Like I shouldn't dump that back on black people who are trying to engage yeah. with me. And, yeah. Like we we need a. And this is actually interesting. Like it intersects with a lot of the stuff I do at my day job. So uh, mm-hmm. how can you label and flag to people that information is incorrect or generated by artificial intelligence and not reality. <laughs> and mm. it's hard because like, you know, a lot of people want to be like, oh, this aligns with my view. Uh, the rest of you are all wrong. It's a, this conspiracy theory. I am always right. Like I've always had it right uh, to begin with. Um, so how, how do you get penetrated into that bubble? Like, what are ways you can get people to give them an out, give them a way to grow, not not an out, like to not take a responsibility, 
but I mean, give them a way mm-hmm. to to change that doesn't force them to double down on on an existing conviction. It's it's not it's not up to us how they respond. Like you, right. you can never you can never control the response of somebody mm-hmm. when they because they fe- the the feeling of being attacked is made up in your brain. Mm. Unless you're like like lo- losing your job or like some material consequence, the feeling of oh my god I'm being attacked or I'm being threatened is made up or determined in your own brain. But I guess what I'm what I'm saying is like for those people who feel like right they 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 had that right they had that made up thing in their own yeah. brain. What can you do yeah. to get them to come around? You can't if you're a random right? person. You, it's nearly impossible that anything you say will be be effective. You have to be in yep. that person's inner trusted circle that they already respect and know you. There has to be a foundation of trust and accountability to get through to them to do something as serious as changing their personality or worldview. And even then. Even then, it mm-hmm. takes decades. Yeah, like, man. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's like, so I think a lot of the hard part is that it's so fast. So yeah, fast and visceral, moving. and right, mm-hmm. and then visceral, like, and, yeah, and and social media. People is are just so triggering fast. each other back and right, back back and forth, triggering trauma reactions, fight or flight, mm-hmm. not engaging um, at the root of anything. Yeah, right. And then I that's I really there's this article by Adrian uh, Brown, I think, um, and she she pretty much says like choose life, like choose life, choose the things. Like, it's really hard because your reaction is to, like, you don't know whether it's coming from pain or trauma. And the other person also is reacting from pain and trauma. But choose life. What does it mean to choose life in this manner? Mm. Like, if you, and it's, I'm totally butchering her article. Um, <laughs> like, really paraphrasing it down to, like, mm-hmm. like it, it's like a bajillion words long. But it, it deserves a bajillion words, right? Like, but it's just, everything's so fast. And so if you get called out, you you have to like apologize immediately. But how can you then possibly apologize appropriately if, of course, the reason why you said something was because you didn't understand it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then now you're being called out and now you're going to react in panic. And then, and if you apologize, it just all sucks, right? The whole situation sucks. Like, yes. And ultimately, yes. like, it's it's not this person. It's the, the root problem is like homophobia. The root problem is racism. Yeah, the root structural. problem is mm-hmm. structural, structural big yeah. things that we all cannot escape. And so cancel culture is useful in the sense of like, hey, maybe you should rethink what you're saying or like thinking how you think. But it's it doesn't allow for people to like have space to react. And sometimes even if they had all the time in the world, they wouldn't come around because they're not forced (laughs) to come around yeah right Mm -hmm. or or, like force is hard right like like you know you know like when Mm -hmm. you force your kid to say sorry uh like i don't sorry right like when i tell my kids to say sorry to me i'm sorry you felt that way i'm like (laughs) (laughs) oh no go to your room right like don't apologize then right Right. and so i I, in general i try when i remember i try not to force my children to apologize but like Mm. And that's if you're talking about a person, if you're talking about an organization or a company mm-hmm. like SM, you know, or YG or something like that, that's the, like a totally different ballgame. Yeah, we didn't even mention YG Burning Sun. Uh, ow, ow, ow. 
there's one thing um i want to bring it back to that peter started talking about which is like as a fan what are the options that you know right. or how does this mm. relate to me as a fan yeah. and i guess there's like um two quick things that i would say one is as a fan, I noticed a lot of fans really want their idols to be pristine. Yeah. And when they get called out for something, um, especially by like the black community, you know, just saying, uh, a lot of fans, like as soon as the idol makes the like, you know, comms prepped apology, they want it, they want to accept it immediately. And then they want the black fans to accept it as well, like right away. <laughs> like, hey, look, this oh, is God. good enough, right? Cool. We're cool, right? So that's like, as a fan, I think just noticing that tendency in yourself, like try to hold two things in your mind at the same time. Like, look, <laughs> this is a person who is trying their best, who made a mistake, and it's not my position to accept the apology. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess the second thing I would say, and this is maybe a little bit outside of what we could do just as stands, but in our actual lives, is if we want to build the, the power to, to make structural change, then, you know, I'll, I'll be a broken record on this my whole life. You know, we got to get organized. Yeah. Right? Oh. We need community organizations like BLM and BLM groups. We need worker organizations, you know, like unions, things like that. Um, student groups, all kinds of different ways of replacing like government and corporate power with people power where we can actually be heard, where we could, for example, like if SM had a contractor's union or a songwriter's union, they could do something about the fact that um, Tiffany Red isn't isn't getting paid. Yeah, I, I want to. I, like, I totally agree. I, I'm I'm trying to think of uh, Guhara and Suli. Like mm -hmm. these are victims, and, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Of harassment and bullying. But, but that's different from I guess are we are we saying that's different from call out culture like and in what ways is it different mm. I think it depends on how you use it right like the methods are the same sometimes right and it evokes the same reaction sometimes like you know like I don't mm, actually know if they're I the same because we're talking about two different things right we're like talking about Korean cancel culture and like wanting your idols to be perfect mm -hmm. and then we're also sure. talking about which is like can sometimes overlap with like other things right like being a decent human like <laughs> um, but then there's also like cultural appropriation types of things of so like call outs right like and I and I don't know if they're the same or different or have if it's like a Venn diagram, how much of it is overlapping? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I, I think it depends a lot on who's doing it and why. Like, what's the issue at stake, right? If it's Sully, you know, that's see, that seems oppressive to me and like bullying, right? It seems like anti-progress to be judging like how, what a woman is wearing and canceling her on that. Um, and I think that there's something like that. There's something like Tiffany Wright's situation. And then a lot of times, and then what I've, what I've experienced is the canceling of, or like what, what becomes really effective and is really dangerous is in smaller communities when people of color um, or like whether it's Asian American or black or any kind of non-white are, are becoming prominent, then like a white 
uh, person or, or, or group of white people can't cancel that person for like similar, like really backwards reasons. The example that's coming to mind is um, that New York Times um, chef. <laughs> oh, Alison Roman. Yeah. Uh-huh, that was like talking smack about some chefs of color. Chrissy oh. Teigen and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Marie Kondo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's other, like there's, I guess, more specific examples that probably aren't well known where trans people or marginalized people uh, receive and I think are more familiar with receiving death threats and getting canceled mm. online than than actual like people with power, people in dominant groups. And that's definitely not like a, a case where cancel culture is like liberatory or being used for accountability. Mm. I, I think power is the key differentiator. It's the key. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Like in the yeah. case of Suli and Guhara, I mean, this was examples of people who lost their lives. Right. And the, the, the character of the bullying and harassment they received was uh, specifically uh, in line with patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was in line with like uh, propping up the system and making, making the system beat down on these women and put them back into the box. Put and them in their place put them in their place mm-hmm. exactly thank you for stating so clearly what i jumbled through <laughs> I, that, <laughs> no it's, it's hard I I, I I mean honestly like i i wonder people who are like my white fragility i'm being put down <laughs> like like you know the people yeah. who are in power who are suddenly i'm being harassed yeah mm-hmm. yeah like okay homegirl steph underscore Choi on twitter we, we talked about her in the BLM episode. She made some anti-black comments on Twitter. Um, our good friend 106 in Seoul replied to those tweets saying, hey, this sounds anti-black. You might want to check yourself. And Steph Choi then blocked all the black people she could find on Twitter, deleted her tweets, and then went around telling people that she was being harassed and bullied and that her mental health is in danger. So people, anybody is... All, all people... Like, are out here using those words to claim victimhood mm-hmm. when they just uh, feel uncomfortable or embarrassed in a way they they, they weaponize mm-hmm. victimhood mm-hmm. Uh, the same way mm-hmm. I think the same way I think the the entitled rich white folks who wrote the Harper Harper's Bazaar letter or Harper's Magazine letter uh, we weaponized language of we're being victims of mob justice we're being harassed like no you're not you're just using those words as a weapon to avoid critique Mm -hmm. and to avoid Mm -hmm. losing uh, positions of privilege you have like yeah like like you said peter power is always the key you can't talk about canceling harassment whatever i always ask like who why yeah who whom why before i decide whether to use that word or not or what to think of it yeah. From who to whom? Why? There you go. Okay. So let, let's let's uh, yeah. <laughs> no uh, like that, that. That's the answer. Like okay, K-pop fans, K-pop cast listeners. Like when you're thinking about navigating cancel culture in K-pop, ask yourself those questions. 
And if you get called out in things you've said or done, like take it as a gift. Like, like think well, about first, it. First, ask ask those questions first. Who is doing it to me, yeah. and why? <laughs> is it because I did something to uphold uh, white supremacist capitalist patriarchy, or <laughs> 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 people in that way? I mean, maybe you won't be able to answer that, but but at least attempt mm. taking a pause before you respond, sitting with your own emotions. Okay, mm-hmm. sitting with those emotions, talking to a friend before you respond emotionally to what you received. Take time for yourself. Ask those questions. Um, and then it'll turn out a little better. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah. Like, it's okay yes. to be wrong. And it's okay to be like, it's okay to say like, hey, I didn't know. Yes. I'm learning. But just again, like it's okay for you to be in those spaces, but it's also okay for people to say, well, that's not acceptable. <laughs> I don't accept your mm-hmm. apology. Yes, you right? can't like, control yes. other people. Right? Yeah, and, and that might not be like gracious. That might not be like the response you wanted. Um, but that's I the mean, response. That, that, that's free speech. You know? <laughs> really? Like people who are like, oh, I'm being called out for this. Like it's a cancellation of free speech. Like, no, that's free speech epitomized. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. That is yeah. truly that's the right. public square. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And free, spe- free speech doesn't mean free from consequence. It just means yeah. that the government cannot censor you. And exactly. even then, there's certain speech that is not protected. Like hate speech. Right? Mm-hmm. Or like calling out fire yeah. in a theater. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. can't, there's certain things that you can't say yeah. yes yeah. and they know that they know they know the definition they're just being I, I, babies i don't know maybe they they, they <laughs> willfully convince themselves <laughs> right no, babies are they can feel good and validated in their place but the one thing i came to this episode that i yeah. i wanted to posit and share is that everything we say has a history and a legacy and we should be allowed to make some mistakes, but we have to take effort in being receptive and make change. So, Ooh, aw, th- yeah. thanks, Peter. We have to decouple um, feeling feeling embarrassed or feeling wrong or growing. Decouple that from feeling like we're a bad person, we're worthless. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god. Like being wrong is the worst thing ever or being embarrassed is the worst thing. It means that we're a bad person. Like, no, like we are all mixed bags, as Amr likes to say. <laughs> we're all moving and growing. And we can't just like blow with the wind of what someone, especially a random person on social, mm-hmm. is saying about us. But but hey, who, who benefits? I always ask this. Who benefits from those dynamics of us feeling like flung from good to bad and liking ourselves and disliking ourselves with every tweet. Who wins? Goodbye, Avarios. Goodbye, Avarios. Goodbye, Avarios. Because we asked uh, our listeners what they thought of this issue, I want to just read some mm-hmm. of the, the comments from the community. So, Bukoy Brown on Twitter said, I don't use the term cancel culture anymore. It's a catchphrase for the right wing in the U.S. to try and diminish social media's power to call out the spread of disinformation, just like virtue signaling, uh, quote-unquote virtual signaling, and quote-unquote social justice warrior. I call it what it is, holding people <laughs> accountable. And with how you being international in nature, 
it's a right to take feedback for their product. Mm-hmm. And then he also adds, that all said, it is rich for us Americans with our continued legacy of imperialism in the Korean Peninsula to have anything to say about uh-uh. our, uh, our own practice mm-hmm. of pumping. Cultural force fed is now reflected back in a way that, that we demand be set up to our liking. Mm. Cries of appropriation are hard to defend when American cultural soft power arrived half a century before anyone heard of Hallyu. Critique and setting expectations, yes. American righteousness, no. Uh, I mean, I'm glad he shared it. <clears throat> I was with him till the last till the last part. <laughs> so something, something, that, something to think about. There's a, <clears throat> um, you know, there's there's definitely imperialist power imbalance between the the U.S. and Korea, especially in the context of the war. There's also power imbalance between black people around the world and everybody else, mm-hmm. black and indigenous people and everybody else. So we have to hold, we have to hold both of those yeah. mm-hmm. and have a nuanced understanding. It's not just all or nothing, one or the other. Here's my hot take. See, that's what... <laughs> Well, that's the problem with call-out culture sometimes, right? Because it's 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 not, it doesn't allow for nuance. Mm-hmm. And the ultimate enemy is actually the lie of white supremacy. I actually hate it when people say just say white supremacy. I it's mm-hmm. a lie of white supremacy, yeah. right? It's the yeah. lie of white supremacy. You right? Every, okay. And people have been like infected by it. However, it, it has come, right? And. That's, that's the ultimate lie. And traumatized people have been trying to survive different ways, right? And if you, mm-hmm. and, and you can say, yes, this is harmful. And then that, and it absolutely is. But the ultimate enemy here is white, the lie of white supremacy. Always, mm-hmm. right now and forever. Yes. Until if we I could just weasel in two more comments. We, I might edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> two, more, two more listener comments, I should say. Nicola Hubbard uh, tweeted us uh, saying, like abuse, rape, sexual exploitation of any kind, and racist hate speech, especially mm. with intention. Mm. Not wearing a mask is stupid. Do I think that someone should be canceled for not? Or no, necessarily depends on the situation. They add... I think it depends, especially if there is an apology. People need time to actually prove that they have changed. Honestly, in this climate, it seems like it's the worst to actually apologize than to be ignorant with the amount of hate people get. Some things are worth canceling over, though. They're saying a lot. I feel like that's like tone policing. This, uh, this is tough. This is tough. I mean, I, I only feel like we got a, a semblance of clarity after talking for an hour. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm glad we're having this conversation and that people want to engage yeah. with us. Um, mm-hmm. And then one last uh, comment from Instagram. Count of Ni says, "I don't support cancel culture in general, but microaggressions are not it." I think about this so mm-hmm. much, especially as a black woman multi fan. It's super complicated because of the immense diversity yes. of the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't talk again. We can't generalize all K-pop fans, all mm-hmm. idols, all whatever. Like, who specifically are you talking about? What is the power relationship between the two actors? What is the race? Like, we need to know all of that. Okay, well, um, that's it for the K-pop cast. Um, public Square, free speech. Call us out. 
Free speech zone. <laughs> we asked for it, I guess. Uh, and we will thank you uh, after asking the, the questions that Stephanie outlined earlier. So <laughs> you can get in touch with us at the Kpopcast on Twitter. You can also send us a voice memo. Just email at us at kpopcastshow at gmail.com. I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. Where can our listeners find the rest of you online? If you're willing to <laughs> put yourself out there. <laughs> Come at me, bro. I'm at <laughs> S Parker two on Twitter. Oh, um, I'm at the Mandarin Mama on Twitter. Wouldn't be the first time I've been canceled, uh, but oh. I am. <laughs> I am at Gee Dragon at the K-pop cast Slack. Yes, yeah, so join us on our Slack channel. Um, a link to that channel will be in the episode description. <laughs> like I'm, I'm also asking myself is like Tamar Herman she's been cancelled um, yeah I, <laughs> pe- pe- yeah people hate hate Tamar haters are replying to me on Twitter because I said congratulations on her book and someone was like you mean congratulations on this on the lawsuit she's about to receive you mean congratulations on writing about a band that she actually hates and da 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 who are you people Don't- I mean like that again question of power like it's so funny because a lot of the critiques I hear against tomorrow are like oh she's profiting from these back alley deals it's like yeah, this is not a lucrative profession let me tell you she's not making a lot dude I don't know I mean if yeah. you're gonna criticize her for stuff it could be like oh maybe maybe her coverage is not so good that's yeah. fair DK, DK, TV, yeah. they've also been cancelled numerous times. Although, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that yeah. one. I mean, sometimes Danny deserves yeah. it. They deserve it. <laughs> and I love, I really actually enjoy <laughs> their content, you know? But, like, they're people. They're gonna make mm-hmm. mistakes, and they're gonna mistakes. Yeah. If you choose to be out there, if you choose to be putting your opinions out there as a brand, publishing stuff then you better be ready to receive feedback some critique don't get all butthurt yeah like it's people it's not personal people are engaging with your words or maybe what you look like even that's not personal (laughs) um like they're engaging with a brand out there on the screen Mm -hmm. yes you you really need to do internal work Mm -hmm. before you put yourself out there like armor you know the thing is though you always think you're ready and then you're not yeah. You're not, no. Oh, yeah. You're not. never ready. Because, like, you know, I was a blogger before this. So I, oh. I, you know, and, like, it's not like I don't. Didn't ex- but then the cesspool that is YouTube. Oops. Like, I cannot Stephanie tell you how many that. men. I cannot. I can, no, 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 no. Like, this is, this is a people problem, <laughs> not a YouTube problem. Right? Like, this is. Well. <laughs> <laughs> It can be both, both, I guess. It's but both. Like, both? Yeah. Can it be both? How many men have to tell me that, like, <laughs> oh, 
god. Oh, my hair is not feminine enough for this. And I was uh, like, I was like, boy, you uh, could never. You could, you could never, never get this. Like, Please. look at this face. <laughs> yeah. Can't have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You don't belong to them. <laughs> Hell yeah. They're threatened by how sexy you Hell are yeah. and how confident right. you are and that they can't <laughs> own you. Often in my day job in, in public relations, um, mm-hmm. I had a colleague that frankly reminded me of this. Uh, he said, like, for any brand or entity that's trying to enter the public square, right, enter into the conversation and get attention, so too that brand also carries the responsibility in responding <laughs> to people being like no this is not right or this needs to be fixed or they dress like yeah mm-hmm. that, that comes with the responsibility of becoming yep. popular and us PR professionals need to remind ourselves of that mm-hmm. fact and it's hard I mean mm-hmm. I was very lucky and I'm still very lucky to have people willing to say hard things to me you know, and I can't say that I've responded well every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. a question for another. Yeah, it's episode. a lot of work. It's, uh, it's a lot of work. After we've canceled something, someone or something, can you still like Harry Potter books? Can you still like Kanye's music? Right. Right. Oh yeah, we didn't really talk about that, but we, yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Amr, Amr's catchphrase is great what, for this. Which catchphrase? That you have to hold two things <laughs> at the yes. same time. <laughs> yeah, two things can be true at the same right? time. Culture is problematic. There's no culture anywhere that is unproblematic. Mm-hmm. And the real, we have to remember mm-hmm. the real enemy, right? The real right. problem is the lie of white supremacy. The real problem, the real lie is patriarchy. The real problem yes. is homophobia. The real, you yes. know what I mean? Like those are the yes. yes. Right, like so, it's like capitalism. It's mm. like when you like bondage. Ooh, right, like <laughs> here it goes. Um, yeah, right, but yeah, yeah, that's that's right? a great example. It's like, Lay it on. Is, is it woke? Is it okay? Is it ultra woke or less woke? Like, <laughs> is it is it woke because there's consent? But then, like, if someone. Calls-